0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Man Up, the UK men's mental health podcast. My name is Andy Richardson, and sitting a long way off is the breathtaking Tommy Dankwa. How are you, sir?
1: I am very, very well, thank you. It's good to be back. It is, we're on a roll. We really are, aren't we? We really are. Game changer. Yeah. Fr- Amazing what happens when you're not completely busy, isn't it? <laughs>
0: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So we we are aiming to post one of these podcasts up um, minimum of once a week. That is our pledge to you, mm-hmm. um, whether we meet with that pledge, uh, because obviously deadlines can be a bit of a trigger and can be quite stressful in itself. So it's a relaxed uh, pledge, I reckon.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not going to get into politics, but I was going to be like... <laughs> Yes. Cool. It's, not, it's not like a government pledge, which uh means absolutely nothing. It's uh it's a man <laughs> pledge. <laughs> oh, get you in your politics, eh? Ooh. I know, I know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm taking your like, you know what I mean? I'm stealing your thunder, aren't I? That's your department.
0: <laughs> you are, you are, but it's all good, you know. You know, I've um I I've I I agree, I agree. But yes, we should keep the politics out because Let's face it; that is a stress in itself, and, and we want the listener to relax, especially this week, uh, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, but we want people to relax on this podcast, don't we? I like. <laughs> I, what?
1: I, I'm really looking forward to you starting teaching. That's what I'm looking forward to. If that's your teacher voice, relax. <laughs> Does it sound a little bit? Uh, a creepy. Creepy. just a little bit mate i'm not gonna lie just a little bit creepy. <laughs> <But it was laughs> i mean 10 out of 10 for effort that's what i'm, I'm gonna say 10 out of 10 for effort
0: okay okay do you know um oh, look i've just actually that is case in point so i listened back to one of our recent podcasts and while, while i was doing the introduction i think i counted about 15 ums so i've got a little sign uh on on my computer to, to, that says stop saying um or um a, a lot. I oh, really so good space filler. Though. Yeah, because a I think space filler. Say again. It's a good space filler. It is. It is. But I think it's a little bit. I mean, not that we are professionals in any way, shape, or form whatsoever. Speak for yourself, but we want to try and keep it. Sa- <laughs> <laughs> we want to try and keep it professional, though. So. I'm going to try and say, um, less. And this week I'm going to try and say, um,
1: more. I like what you did there. I like what you did there. Seamless as
0: always, Andy. Thank you very much. Um, so so I haven't asked you how you've been. What what have you been up to this, this week? Uh, how's life? Um, life continues to be fantastic.
1: Thank you very much. Um, oh no, I've done it now. And now I'm going to be very conscious of saying, um, uh, as you know, (laughs) (laughs) the end of the three, six, five, good, 24, seven, great challenge, which was amazing. I really enjoyed it. We did a nice season finale, the live event, which you appeared on as well, didn't you? And you played the, yes, I did appear on ukulele. You played the prodigy on ukulele, which was amazing. Loved it. Oh, thank
0: you, man. Thank you. Mate. Thank you. Well, Well coming on. It was a really it was a really good um live Instagram live thingy jig. And it really yeah, great guests and quite moving, you know. You like Clark did his little hand pan thing at the end and yeah, there were a few tears from you and your family surprised you. So listeners, if you um if you missed that, check out Tommy's Dead and Dead End Dad Instagram channel, and you'll see that you'll see the full video there. But, um, yeah, a great achievement. And, and yeah, and so l- let me be the questioner now. Okay. What's next for the free, free, six, five, seven good? Uh, well,
1: I'm, I'm taking a week off for sure. I'm really sort of forcing myself to relax. In fact, this is the first time I've been in the studio since I recorded on Saturday. So I've had a few days of just to, you know, not posting much, not, you know, doing the daily videos and stuff, which has actually been really weird. I am mean, again, but um, I think it has to continue. I'm definitely keen to do a season two. And actually, I feel a bit lost not doing something daily, like putting something out daily. I feel like I'm kind of a bit without purpose, if you like. So I want to do a season two. And I think judging by or going by how much fun the live was, I'd quite like to do a weekly like live show, maybe do a like, half an hour show or something and get different guests on each week, just talk about some things that they're doing that are really good or great or practices that people do to help them feel great. So that's, I believe, what is next for 365 Good 24-7 Great. And I will, of course, let everyone know. But I think this week is just about relaxation, chilling out, and yeah, just planning, I guess. Just planning. But I just feel, I feel very, um, what's the word? I feel a very, real sense of accomplishment and achievement. I'm feeling very happy. And like you said, it was an emotional one. I did. I, I blubbed, I absolutely blubbed when uh, Clark came on and played at the end because I knew that was the finale. It was almost like, right, it's done. And when he was playing, I just literally just welled up and I was just sobbing like, oh my goodness. But it was a really, it was nice. It was a really nice release. And, yeah, it's just been a really, really good experience. And like I said uh, on the actual show, the change in my life in that year, the, you know, the past year, it's been huge. And I mean, just, uh, you know, changing countries is just one of, you know, a whole list of amazing things that have happened uh, by, you know, as a, a bypass of doing this um, a challenge. So, yeah, I've loved it. I've really loved it. Fantastic.
0: Fantastic. That's a good idea doing the Instagram live thing on a weekly basis. I think that's something you and I should do as well possibly. I mean, we are opening a can of worms. Uh there's going to be two of us and then can we get a third person on? I don't know. I don't know how it all works, but um but we should do it I maybe possibly think, yeah. possibly maybe.
1: Well, look, I mean, there's definitely it was it was really good to have you on and like obviously there's chemistry there because it's what we do. So, yeah, it would be great to do a light man-up. Why not?
0: Yeah, and, you, and and people will get to see our faces because we do not have faces for radio. We're both two very handsome young men. <laughs> so it can only be good. <laughs> uh, uh, we
1: are, we are. No, no, no. Anyway. Absolutely, boost ourselves. <laughs> I mean,
0: how are you, though, mate? How are you? Right. Well, yeah, I mean, I've been, um, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't been feeling actually very good uh, the past few days. And I think I put that down to uh, an excessive amount of screen time because I'm trying to sort out lots of, uh, I've, I've got a new computer. I'm trying to sort of load things up there. I've been trying to record stuff for people, uh, editing, and, you know, I've got a couple of jobs on. And um, the weather's been quite grim. And, uh, I just haven't felt that sort of great. Um, so what I'm doing is like before bed last night, uh, I, I normally I'll, I'll watch something on, on TV. Like I'll watch, like, I don't know, something on Netflix or, or whatever box set. But last night I switched the computer off about 10 o'clock and then I read for an hour. Um, and I'm going to start doing that a little bit more, try, you know, try and, um, just look after myself again, it's just tweaking it's just just always tweaking and the good thing is now I notice when I'm starting to feel bad and then I do stuff about it, which I think is half the um half the half the the solution to any any problem if you can recognize it and know how to deal with it then um that's that's a good thing amazing, and um amazing tool to have isn't it yeah 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 well, well one of the things that I'm trying to really get into, because there's a, um, just up the road to me, there's a a yoga class, a yoga studio that's just opened up and it's got all different types of yoga. It's quite expensive. Um, but I've been doing yoga online quite a lot. Yeah. And with yoga, with yoga, with Adrian, which is very popular. Yeah. And I've been, say again, the online one. Yep. I know that one. So yeah yeah I've been doing that one and I've got yeah and I've got an app called Yoga Studio as well which I'm I've been doing and I've been sort of dabbling in it a little bit but I thought it'd be great to get an actual yoga expert on this podcast because uh I really do think that yoga is the answer to a lot of problems in life I would go so far as to say it's probably one of the most complete things you can do mentally physically and spiritually for yourself Mm. and if you do it on a regular basis i think it can really really improve your life Uh, have you done any yoga
1: i have done plenty of yoga um like you i started out with your online you know youtube yoga with adrian which was really good i couldn't even touch my toes before you know i was so stiff as a ball i kept having back problems and um Actually, a wonderful, wonderful person told me that yoga was the way forward and uh, (laughs) I took this wonderful person's advice and started doing bits of yoga and it really helped and then this wonderful person became a yoga instructor and not just any yoga instructor, she became a fantastic yoga instructor and she helped me even more so. So I am fully in love with yoga. Who is this wonderful person you're talking about? Well, <laughs> well, funny you should say that because she is sitting somewhere in England in, uh, in her yoga studio, I believe. And this yogi goes by the name of Amy Garcia Marshall. And Amy Garcia uh-huh. Marshall is a wonderful human being who, well, I'm not going to tell you too much about her studio, but she, I will tell you this. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not going to tell you her too much about her backstory. But she is a wonderful yogi who was very much involved in the corporate world and decided that it wasn't for her. And she's been on an amazing journey of yoguring. And um, I think
0: we should just invite her on the show and let her tell you a bit more. Okay. Well, over to you, Amy. Hello. How are you?
2: Hi. Hi, Tommy. Hi, Andy. Thank you for having me and inviting me onto your podcast
0: yes yeah well thanks for coming on i know this is a men's mental health podcast and you're clearly not a man (laughs) definitely not definitely not but i think let's face it the yoga principles they transcend gender don't they so whatever you say about yoga will apply to men and women and whatever other genders or sexes there are out there it's pretty much universal isn't
2: it 100% 100% yoga is uh, for everyone it's not specifically for men or women or targeted to one or the other um, no matter what your thoughts genders ideas about whatever it is for everyone
0: so tell us how you personally discovered yoga and how it has helped you in your life
2: um so back in the day uh Sorry, did that come through? Back in the day, I was um, training for the London Marathon. Uh, So this is in 2004-ish, living in Leeds and working for, um, it was a direct marketing agency. When I was working for them, I thought it would be fun. Uh, I was 24, I think, at the time. So um, that I'd be mixing with like creatives. I was on the project management side. It was exciting. It was new. I relocated to Leeds. It wasn't like that at all. It was boring and everyone asking me when I was going to have a child at 24, which from coming down from London, that is is not the case. That was definitely not in my head. Uh, And so then it was, um, I was training for the London Marathon, uh, trying not to go too much into it, trained for the London Marathon, was young, didn't stretch, didn't, didn't do really much else other than just get on the treadmill if I wasn't on the road. And I injured myself. I put my back out. I've got one leg shorter than the other. You won't notice it, but I have. And I exerted too much pressure because I wanted to get under four hours. So I pushed myself, injured myself, and then never run the London Marathon. <laughs> so I was told by a physio that I needed to stretch. So took the advice and um, went and stretched. Living in Leeds, though, yoga back then, so this is like 2005-ish now, it wasn't like it is today and yoga has evolved so much over and over the years and at such a rapid pace and I, I think we kind of forget that but back in the day it was it was literally a church hall cold church hall as well uh full of older generations let's say and it definitely was a, something that I did but not really for me I was trying to yoga as well so it was a strong form of yoga that I tried but it wasn't really what I thought. And then the other yoga, which they classed as hatha yoga, which I've learned now is all forms of yoga. but Back in the day, it was the slower one. Uh, that was more popular or more around. It was easier to find the hatha yoga up, up north. Anyway, I I tried it. I didn't like it. I tried Pilates. That was full of people in socks. I didn't like that either. So needless <laughs> to say, I, I tried both. I dabbled in Pilates. I dabbled in yoga. And I was like, yeah. I then retrained for the London Marathon, now stopping yoga, hurt myself again, tried yoga again. But by this time, we were now moving down to London. And then when I tried it in London, it was totally different. In London, they'd advanced a lot more. So when I tried this Justanga business, it was really strict. So the mentality of what I had from dance was there, which was good. And I enjoyed that. But then like everything else, I dabbled in it. I stopped. Uh, it was it became phases and then i got into zumba so i preferred zumba i was now in london i was doing spin running everything to get a escape from now the world i was living in being in london and the pressures of work stress and everything else um it wasn't until fast forward ch- ch- now go i was i changed careers i changed careers twice whilst i was down in london And then it was, um, yeah, I ended up working in live production after a stint of project management in marketing agencies, direct marketing agencies, um, brand communication agencies, and then ended up in live production. And it was really all the stresses and whatever then started making me really get into stuff to escape. It was escaping. I was escaping from everything that was putting pressure on me. So hence why I love Zumba, because you just dance like a mad person for 60 minutes and sweated loads. (laughs) And then I, I I loved doing spin for exactly the same reason. I loved running. I'm very antisocial as well. I, I realized this um, not so long ago that everything I've done, I know, Tommy, I am. Everything I used to do was on my own. I used to run on my own. I used to cycle on my own. Um, I'd go to Zumba on my own. I'd go to Body Pub, Spin. i to anyone. Um, But yeah, needless to say, I do speak and anyone that knows me knows that I speak a lot. (laughs) Um, But anyway, yeah, I I digress.
1: (laughs) I digress what What got me into yoga. So basically,
2: (laughs) what got me into yoga was basically escapism. I found yoga and I actually realized there are other types of yoga. That mean that did push you and did challenge you like a stanga yoga, which was the one that I really liked at first. Before I got into uh, following a path of actually teaching, uh, because it was it was it was really hard. It was very strict. It was very serious, but I actually liked it. And so, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, that was it. Really, Esca- escapism from the big bode world that was getting to me.
0: And um, what impact did it have on you? mentally yoga what how, how how did it improve your mind do you think when you first uh, got into it did you notice it um in in a big way or was it more subtle
2: no it was more subtle i was that person that didn't really think yoga was anything more than just a physical practice and i'm not ashamed to say it because again so many people now just see it as a physical practice and it was good because it's i knew it, it stretched my body And I knew that it helped um, I increase my flexibility because everything had tightened up from when I used to dance to then just running and not really stretching. So I could, I could notice the difference from when I started to practice yoga and my body opening up again and also losing the stress and the whatever I was holding on to. But again, that wasn't me actually noticing it until afterwards, but it slowly, but surely it filtered into my day-to-day life where I wasn't reacting so much because I did start reacting. I got really stressed and it was, you know all of a sudden being able to approach things in a more calm manner not reacting so much and don't get me wrong if you spoke to my husband he would have said that took ages years in fact but no it, it did actually filter through and it was It's you start realizing actually it's not just this physical practice and it's not just on the map but you start to notice it mentally as well um you're just a little bit softer your edges are softer you can I can I've learned and especially now looking back on where I was to where I am now I can see it so much clearer on how I was and it's not a criticism I think for all of us it's our own journey and how we evolve and that's the beauty of yoga when you start realizing it's not just about this practice on the mat. that's the best bit of it and that's something that no one can teach you it's a feeling it's 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 the it's the by a product from actually doing yoga and when people start to see that that for me that's when the beauty of yoga really shines
0: do you think um because I, I, I guess I know a little I've looked into it I'm, I'm quite an inquiring sort of person so I've looked into what yoga is the background mm-hmm. a little bit like that but do you think there's still a, a stigma I mean let's face it we're, we're trying to get through to men uh, men aren't the traditional demographic for, for people to take up yoga. Anytime I've been to a yoga class, there's always there's only ever been about three or four men and about twenty women.
2: But the traditionally um, traditionally yoga was it was like Ashtanga yoga, for example. Ashtanga yoga was taught to adolescent teenagers to um help treat um teach them discipline. And all the older generations of yoga teachers, if you look at them, were all male. It's only in the Western world, and as it's filtered down, it's become this thing that actually it's like women just do yoga. Um, Mm. Again, it's just literally how it's filtered into our generations. That was not actually the case.
0: That's nice. But if I was – that is so true. hmm. Go on, Tommy. Sorry.
1: It's really true because I remember when I hurt my back, and um, uh, actually, Amy, it was you that sort of was saying, like, do yoga is good for you. And I started sort of do some bits and pieces my brother got me, you, you hadn't had your studio then. You were still in the beginning of your yeah. journey. And, um, I went to, my brother was working in a fitness club and there was yoga class then he got me for free. So I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And, um, I saw some of our friends there and I was like, they were working out in the gym part, like doing weights and stuff. And they're like, well, where are you going? And I was like, I'm going to go and do a yoga class. And the, and the reaction was typically What you doing? Yoga? Come here and do some proper exercise with us. You know what I mean? And it was really, it, it really was. And this was just this was probably two two years ago, two three yeah two and a half years ago. Yeah,
2: it's it's not that long ago. I mean, honestly, it's if you just look back a few years yoga yoga is evolving all the time all the time all the time there's so many new teachers new people coming into on instagram now it's becoming more of a thing that way you you see guys doing it but in the for me like now when i look at it the guys that are doing it they're doing like they're balancing on one it's like almost a fusion between um gymnastics and yoga Mm -hmm. whereas kind of come making this little blurred line now but from doing that, what you're seeing is more guys than getting into it. They're like in the more challenging types of yoga, like Rocket, where you do do all these arm balances and inversions and the tricky stuff that's, let's say, very Instagrammable. And that's yeah. inverted um, it's, um But it it means that, do I see it as a bad thing? Well, no, not if guy, more guys are getting into it. It's the same with Bikram. Um, whilst I can't say that I, I like the actual... Uh, idea of Bikram himself but he what he did is he brought it to the western world and he made guys start getting into because they were going into this room they were sweating they felt like they'd had the hardest workout ever and it was now drawing more guys into this practice and it made it more accessible to people They they were getting rid of this stigma of it being what I was saying before and please don't judge me, but the old people with the silver hair sitting in church hall doing these weird like stretches to know music and mm. people around mm. them. its like we've had to get move away from this, this stigma. And there's always stigma about everything. And people are always going to have their own preconceptions and what yoga is, who practices yoga. But really, until you go try it, you shouldn't really have any preconceptions because it is for everyone. You've just got to find the right class.
0: As as a, a middle aged man myself, middle aged, you know, I am I am middle aged. <laughs> I'm older than you. Um, I I um, you know, I, I'm less interested in doing hand handstands and and that, and and I'm less interested in um, having a workout whereby you know I'm a, just a sweaty mess at the end of it. Mm. What I'm more interested in is a sort of holistic thing where I'm doing I'm giving my body a workout. But I'm also doing some strong relaxation and some spiritual stuff. Now, can you go through because uh, cause there's going to be a lot of different people listening to this. Some people that are interested in getting a sweat on, but there are some people that will be really scared and put off by that. Oh, can you go yeah. through? Can you go through the sort of different, maybe the different types, and you know what options there are available to to people?
2: Yeah, totally. I mean, if you're looking for something that's more, all. Um, he- First of all, all types of yoga for me have some holistical element to them. So I'm not very good at pigeonholing everything. But in terms of if you were looking for something more relaxing, uh, a lot calmer, um, then you're going to look for a more restorative class. Uh, if not, it could be uh, yin. Yin follows the... Um, uh, Chinese uh, lineage so it talks about all the meridians and restorative is the Indian philosophy so they're your two differences between yin and um and a restorative class but both of those in those classes you're going to hold the postures a lot longer you could be in any asana which is the posture for like three to five minutes so what it does, it, it gets deep down into your connective tissues by you holding a posture. You could also be using props or supports or straps, a bolster or something underneath your body to help your body release and relax into the pose. And so it basically is just using then gravity to allow the body to open by holding the posture for a lot longer. Um, Iyengar is another style of yoga. Iyengar was the first... Uh, Or as far as I'm aware, I don't want people to correct me and be like, no, he wasn't the first. But for the one that I know of, he started to say yoga was to heal the body. And he actually published a book, which was um, it basically says that for um, any ailment um, could be uh, women's problems, men's problems, um, health problems. There was a posture or an asana that you could do to help kill the body. Just by holding a posture, it may be using a chair as well, a prop, a strap, a bolster, or whatever. And and he believed that again by holding the postures and then doing this again, you could get into the deep into the connective tissues and heal the body from the inside out without going off and having to get whatever else done. Don't get me wrong, Iyengar also did a fluid practice, a more vinyasa based. And if you look online and Google it, you'll see that as well. But in the for the, our generations when he was then older. He went down the more of healing the body and using the yoga postures to heal again slower, uh, using props, using whatever else. You've then got uh, Kundalini, which this is using pranayama and as well as movement, as well as asanas. And the idea is that you're moving prana through the body using the breath, and you also can use actions. There is Jivamukti and Dharma Mitra these are physical forms of yoga against the Mitra doesn't talk about pranayama as much but he does use pranayama so he's he usually will um or any dharmamitra class you'll open up the class uh with pranayama which is breath control um doing different cleansing breaths you'll also do uh, mantras so you'll be repeating different mantras uh, then you go into a, say a physical practice and then you'll find stillness at the end which is your shavasana and then you may go into a meditation and then uh, followed by maybe some more pranayama so it's a, ho- a whole well-rounded practice is Mitra? all of them are but again i'm going very top line here so forgive me if anyone criticizes me and what i'm saying these are top line Mukti again you may start with mantras and breath control and then goes into um some of them are quite static. So depending on what style of Jivamukti, there are different styles that you can do. Um, you've got the magic ten, which is I call static asanas. You do a posture, then another one, then another one, but they don't link. And then the actual jivamukti fluid practice, the vinyasa, that's slightly different. You move a lot more. You've got rocket, then that's going up even more. So rocket's the rebellious Ashtanga the style. So instead of ashtanga was the primary, the secondary, and the third. And you waited for your teacher to say, right, you can now go to the next. And you weren't allowed to go to the next um, stage until your teacher said you were ready. So you could be practicing a shtanga traditionally for, I don't know, years, depending on your body and your teacher. And then he'd go, right, okay. Or she would go, right, um, you can now... I'll now teach you the secondary. And you'd be like, "What?" you know, I've been practicing this for years. I could learn these postures. And this is why Larry shorts, who designed the rocket. That was his thing. He was, um, his teacher was Patabi Joyce. And he literally did that trained with him for years. And I didn't try the, or the secondary for, I think it was like, the rumor has it, it was around four years into it, but forgive me if I'm wrong on that. But again, there's so honestly, I could, I could talk about the oh different types. Gosh. So we're into rocket now. Then you've got vinyasa. Then you've got power yoga, you've got oh. buddhukhan like the list is endless when i say there is literally something for everyone there is coming. Uh, yoga yoga nidra um is yogic sleep so oh. um oh this is really nice so it's been this is a meditation so the ones i've talked about are combining meditation moving meditation pranayama um but you know with the with uh, yoga nidra it's um it's finding that euphoric moment of where you actually fall asleep so the idea is that you take if i was to teach it i would um, have you lay down or you can be seated if you wish and i will take you through um, either a story or guided meditation through the body and you you keep at that moment where you're just about to fall asleep, and it's all about listening to the voice, and the voice is very melatonin. So, it it's you know at one level, I wouldn't be lift, lifting my voice and and lowering it. I have to keep it steady, and the idea is that you'll you'll hear my voice all the time, but you might fall asleep, but you won't know it, and then you'll hear my voice again as you come out of it, and then you may go again, and then basically they say that twenty uh, sorry and sixty minutes worth of yoga nidra. Is that right? No, 20 minutes of yoga nidra is like four hours sleep or it's round the other way. I should have looked that up before I came on here. <laughs> I can't remember what way around it is. I'm going to go with like four hours sleep because it sounds better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 60 minutes of yoga nidra is like four hours sleep. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels good. It's really good yoga nidra. That's one of my favorite forms of meditation. Wow. that's so I'm, I'm Just meditation is yoga. You know, just sitting there and listening to uh, I say to people, they're like, Amy, you know, I really like my shoulders hurt, my back hurts. And I'm like, get a brick, I haven't got a brick, cool, get a pillow, wrap it up, put it underneath your back. And four minutes laying down, just listen to your music, you lose yourself in the music. Because the idea of yoga is to still the mind. That's the aim of the game is to still the mind. So if you can just do it for four or five minutes, just to lay there, and like work at opening the body in a really simplistic way, and literally just escape switch off still the mind still the body well that's the aim of yoga so you it doesn't need to be all these crazy things it doesn't need to be fast it doesn't need to just be slow you can combine it all yoga yoga is about stilling the body and stilling the mind no matter what what the type of yoga is and honestly there are so many types of yoga that's why i do say yoga is for everyone for older people, for younger people. I mean, there's chair yoga now. Chair yoga, people think that's just for old people. And I, when I did my advanced teacher training, I learned chair yoga. And I literally was adamant I was going to prove to people that you can get like a sweat building up doing chair yoga, which I did. Because it's like, you know, I just think we've, we, we put everyone and pigeonhole everything to make ourselves feel good. It's no one else. But really yoga is about keeping an open mind and just trying these things, you're like one, you won't like the other, and that's just mm. the way as human beings. There's no wrong or right way. It's all yoga.
0: But but that's it's there's so much there. If I wanted to get into it, what are the sort of pitfalls I should be looking at? You know, what would make a sort of what should I look for if there was, say, you know, oh, that's obviously a bad school, or uh, because obviously you know, without going into, maybe, I mean, maybe I should just take take a class or something, but this I mean, there's obviously bad teachers out there and there's bad uh, venues and people charging too much. I mean, what, what, what should, as me, as a sort of beginner, what should I be looking out for?
2: Um I always say that, you know, it's really hard. If you don't know what you're looking for, how, and how do you decide something's bad? How, oh, that's a bad studio. That's a bad teacher. Um, I think with everything, a good teacher is someone who is authentic. A good teacher is someone that has done their research. A good teacher is someone that has their own personal practice. You don't know how to find that teacher unless you start speaking to people. Um, So you speak to your friends. Oh, do you do yoga? Have you tried yoga? Where did you go? Um, Google it. Google yoga near me. See what comes up. And then have a look at the teachers, see if then they're, they've got a following on. Um, I hate pointing people to social media, but then you'll be able to see them. And you can see what they look like and what their style of yoga is that they teach. Most people, most teachers have been forced into doing more and more online because of lockdown. So you're able to actually, a lot of them have got little snippets or... Where you can hear how they teach and almost like get a feel for what they're like as a as a yoga teacher. A uh, lot of studios will have introductory offers, and especially now more than ever, there are loads of studios that have offers. Likewise, at gyms, gyms have got offers going on. A lot of teachers, they you know, they'd love to be teaching at the larger studios, that are well-known, especially in London or. Up north or wherever they may but maybe be over um over the country. But ultimately it's like, you know, you could go to a, a studio where you're like, Oh, I'm not really sure that's really good, and then find this teacher that you just naturally click with, teaching mm. a style of yoga you've never even heard of, and you're like, Oh my god, this is for me. This is just amazing. And that's that's basically for me what yoga is. I I'm I'm very much, you guys are like, people just need to try it. And what I say, I would never push people. I like the more faster types of yoga. So I personally don't teach the slower types of yoga. Easiest way to describe it. Just faster ones, slower ones, or harder and softer. But I do teach yoga nidra, which is yogic sleep. And that's one of the things that I also love teaching. Um, So again, it's, um, you know, but I don't teach that all the time. And I usually just teach that on my retreats. So again, it's like you know, if people were looking for yoga nidra with me, they wouldn't find it. But they, if they looked into me further than and what I do, then they find out. Oh, I, or I do it as workshops. To be fair, that's the other one. So again, it's just you've just got to do your research, really. But you've also got to be willing to try. Um, in this day and age, some studios do levels now. I don't believe in levels. I believe that if you're a good yoga teacher, you should be able to teach an open level class and not scare people. And be able to make it accessible to everyone in the room. However, I do appreciate if you've never, ever, ever done yoga before and you walked into my rocket class, you'd be like, oh, whoa, <laughs> what are people doing? Uh-uh. No way. So I do advise people that, you know, there are hard ones that if you've never done a vinyasa before and you don't know what that word is. Um, and I, I put it on my, uh, uh, on the write up. I say that, you know, if you've never done yoga before and you don't know what the word vinyasa is, it's not a trick, but maybe this class isn't for you straight away. And that's how I do it. Um, be familiar with a sun salutation before you try something that says vinyasa.
1: Wow. Uh, that's a lot. lot.
2: That is so, a, yeah. a lot. Um, in your There's studio- loads. The, honestly, there is loads.
1: I was going to say, but out of all of those, what do you find uh, men are more drawn to? Is there like a particular style that men are, you know, they sort of resonate with more? Yeah. Or is it like uh, you said, an individual thing?
2: It's uh, like I said, there's, you know, some some guys like just chilling out. There's um, There was a group of guys that went to Crossfair um, local at, well, was it the Watford one? I'm going to say Watford one. It might not have been. They might have moved across to the stamel one. But anyway, they were a Crossfair. And if, if people, again, it's the whole thing, it's this stigma that we've got, which everyone needs to get rid of. It doesn't matter what you look like or what people think. If you like to chill out and you like to just relax, candlelights going, uh, music chilled, um, having a poem read to you, uh, just relaxing, then yeah, yin's yin's for you, restorative's for you. doesn't matter what you look like, male, female, old, young. Then go for that. But if you like to move a lot more and just keep moving, just keep moving. Then you want a vinyasa based class. Whether you're male or female, young or old, um, it should be yoga should be accessible to everyone. And you know, people should feel whether you're male or a female that you can walk into any class. Don't get me wrong, though. Yeah, guys are going to be in the minority in some areas. But you go in London. It's different. It You know, there are a lot more guys in those classes and there are a lot more male teachers. My studio is in Hatch End, just on the cusp, so London Borough of Harrow. Um, I do have guys, a, a lot of guys come to my studio. Uh, there are less teachers around here, so I do struggle to get male teachers. I would have more if I could. But again, I'm not just going to employ a male teacher just because they're male. I need to make sure they're a good teacher and they're authentic and they know their stuff.
0: Yeah. Oh, I wish you I wish you were near me. Uh I'd
2: I'd sign up for sure. <laughs> I'd have you. I'd have everyone in my class. Well, do you know oh,
1: what though? But well, you, you can do it online, right? Yoga collective are doing lessons online if you really
2: Yeah, so totally. So we um so my studio's yoga collective, and like most studios, uh we've been pushed into doing online. Uh the only class that i haven't got online at the minute is i've started hot yoga again so where we heat the room up and it's set postures the thing is with the hot yoga it that one's accessible to a lot of people and as i said guys do like that because uh the alpha male let's say they say or come wants to come in and wants to sweat and wants to feel like they've had, they've worked really hard but a lot of the guys suffer um that come in maybe they've done football rugby boxing crossfit and they're like, I can't touch my toes. I mean, I say bend your knees, but if you know you can't touch your toes, it's like the heat of the hot yoga really helps just open the body up that little bit more and helps release that tension. And hot yoga traditionally they're set sequences. So you get to know it. So it also empowers the person. They're like, Oh, cool, okay, actually I know what's coming. Some people do say, Oh, that means then you're ahead of the game. So people end up getting into the poses before you're even into it. But Ultimately, you're still benefiting from it. So, so yeah, hot yoga. That's the only one I don't do online. But everything else is online. And do, do you know what the worst? I don't agree with everything online because people think that I can't see them. I call everyone out to make them sure, make sure people know I can still see them at home. But it's um, it's it's given more people confidence to like almost hide behind the screen ish. But also to give things a go and to give all the different classes a go. At the same time, for me, I love people in the studio so that I can help with more. It's easier for visual cues and verbal cues, and both teacher and student to get the whole energy in the room, which I feel that you don't personally get at home. But however, it's made it a lot accessible to people by having it on streaming on Zoom and being able to find that time a lot easier cutting out the travel time yeah. and just finding a space in their house closing the door and switching on having 60 minutes on the mat and then switching off again and being back with the kids or back to their computer or whatever it is that they're doing
0: nice. so, so even during covid times you're allowed to you can do hot yoga even though there's going to be a lot of sort of sweat and stuff flying around all over the place i mean how how do you do a, a sort of covid secure yoga class in case people were worried
2: it's um i've carried out all risk assessments and also gone on the government guidelines and ticked off every single box that's on there and it, the guidelines are basically that you're operating in a safe way and that you have everything that is ventilated before and after a class everything needs to be clean i'm really anal i've got a little bit ocd my studio is very clean so it's from spraying it down in between people using using the studio itself. I encourage everyone to bring their own mat. I encourage everyone to bring a towel and bring their own water. Um, I ask that everyone comes in their clothes already. So uh, reducing all your touch points. So coming in, sanitizing your hands, wearing a mask on arrival. It's only when you sit down on your mat, you take your mask off. You're you're on your mat. No one's walking around, and the teachers now are standing on their mats as well. We're not doing adjustments or assists. Sorry, uh, we're not moving around the room. We're on our mats. So again, we're operating in the safe way, and each mat is socially distanced from the next mat. So there is a, a safe space between each mat, and everyone facing in the same direction. Uh, so yeah, we've ticked off everything. We've got clear clear out clear air filtration as well as an extractor fan. We've followed all the guidelines to ensure that everyone is safe. Name changer. Well, well good done. To know.
1: Well done. You see, Andy, you, you're relaxed now, about it, aren't you? Andy's got health anxiety, so that's why he asked the question. So, <laughs> Andy, are you, <laughs> are you off for doing a lesson?
2: Come, you're more than welcome. I would love you both being there. Are you
0: going to fly over, Tommy? Yep. I am.
1: Private jet. Do the- <laughs> you know what? I wanted to say something. Um, I, I love this chat because um, we're talking about, you know, you've mentioned stigmas around, I mean, we do a mental health podcast, Men's Mental Health. And we talk about stigmas around mental health and men. Uh, but you've mentioned stigma around men and doing yoga. And I've got to confess, I originally, initially was that guy because I was yeah. doing Thai boxing. That's when I hurt my back. Do you remember when I hurt my back doing Thai boxing? Mm-hmm. And you were like, yeah, you should do yoga. Yeah, totally. I was like, whatever, mate. I'm a Thai boxer. Mm." And I was that bloke. But Mm -hmm. then, a little while later, the gym that we were working in started recommending that the fighters do Bikram yoga, hot yoga, because it helps Mm -hmm. with stability, Mm -hmm. kicks and all sorts of that. So it's bizarre, like the, you know, stigma surrounding it. But then you've got these real sorts of, I guess, you know, sports, physical, you know, contact sports that are recommending it now so that's only a good thing right
2: i mean yeah definitely the also thing is that when people start doing yoga and they start feeling good it, it does it stimulates these feel-good endorphins in the brain and so they're all of a sudden they're they're doing it whether they've come for the physical benefits the spiritual benefits or whatever brought them to the mountain injury someone saying you should go try yoga you know, when you get on the mat and you start to feel really good afterwards, you're like, oh, my God, I feel really good in this yoga business. That's the beauty of it. That's that's the bit where you're like, oh, my God, I should have tried this ages ago. And that's, for me, what I want to hear. That's what, And I know people will say it eventually. I also say it takes around five classes for people to, if they've never tried yoga, to actually start feeling, oh, yeah, you know, actually, I'm starting to get this yoga business. And there is no end. There's endless possibilities in yoga. So even from just getting over that initial bit to uh can I try it? Is it for me? Oh god, am I gonna be the only guy in the room? Does it matter? <laughs> don't oh, I don't think so. No,
1: it's
2: like, you know, <laughs> you know, just embrace it. Women love it. Oh look, you're doing yoga. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> so, so, you know, start a conversation. start a conversation. <laughs>
1: I've been the only guy (laughs) in one of your classes and I didn't feel at all sort of out of place or uncomfortable. In fact, it was really nice. I think all the ladies there and there was a real mixture of young and elder and um, they were all just really nice to me and really encouraging and sort of afterwards just, you know, "Well, well done, did you enjoy it? And yeah, I didn't feel out of place at all and I didn't feel like, you know, I'd handed in my man card for doing it or anything like that. And it was just, like you said, I think for me, the bit at the end when, you know, everyone lies down on the floor and you sort of, you're doing your voice thing and talking and (laughs) I'm I'm I'm, I'm going into that zen-like state. And when I sort of open my eyes, I do feel like everything that maybe I was holding on to, you know, when I walked in, like, oh my God, I'm in traffic and I'm stressed out trying to get here on time. But afterwards, it's just like, it's all gone. Like with that last breath, I'm just like, wow, that was amazing. So from a mental health point of view, Declustering your mind, Mm. you know, and not just the physical benefits, but that actual, just that mind cleansing, I think is fantastic.
2: And it's just that, Tommy, it's exactly that. It's, it's, it's the breath. It's the breath that clears the mind. So we need to yoga. Yes, it's physical, but you've got to use the breath. You've got to breathe your way through, through your practice, the physical form of practice. And it's the breath that stills the mind. If you just, it's it's um i always use this thing i will say it makes sense if someone's really anxious or really like pet up or whatever i always say to people like we we say it in day-to-day life you'd be like oh hang on are you, are you all right you're all right calm, calm down calm down take a deep breath and then yeah. you when you start to calm down it's the other one like um you know if you're reading something i don't know newspaper magazine reading your favorite book you were saying that you started reading andy actually and you know when something really catches you and before you know it you're like and you take that deep breath again because you've held your breath because you've actually like you've got excited or it, it's got you again we you can these are little ways that we can actually realize how the breath how we use our breath to calm ourselves to release or where we're we're anxious or where we're caught up in something or where we concentrate and we hold our breath. And what we need to do is we need to release and use the breath to release the tension in the body and to let go.
0: Amazing. But, you know, we've spoken about the benefits it has on the body, which mm-hmm. are pretty obvious. We've spoken about the benefits it has on the mind, but there's a spiritual aspect at all as, as well. I mean, are, are you, are you into that side of things? Can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, I know people here. When you talk about spirituality, a lot of people roll their eyes up, and you know they think it's just religion. But for me, spirituality is about connecting with a uh, higher energy or an energy field that 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 sort of um sort of transcend transcends earth a little bit. A sort of Buddhist thing where you know we're all part of an energy source, and that is what binds us together Uh, can can you talk a bit about that or you're not really into that side of things?
2: it comes into it straight away i mean this is where um first of all i just have to say yoga is not a religion at all okay so it's definitely not a religion yes okay it's born out of like this hindu tradition but there's no requirement whatsoever for anyone to like follow any one particular deity it's um the the practice of yoga okay, it's, it is 99% practice, 1% theory. And I love that fact. When you're practicing yoga, whether you come into it for this whole spiritual path or not, once you start practicing, this lightness will start to come through. And that's whether you see it as, um, or acknowledge it. So for me, it's like, um, I, I think the beauty of yoga is the lightness and honoring people's lightness. And, that comes through with a practice honoring the other people in the room um being kinder to people um again you know being kinder to yourself but without actually realizing just starting to soften your edges and that's when your yoga practice becomes more than just what it is on the mat and it's not just confined to the four cor- four corners of your mat it goes goes far 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 um, beyond, into how you are to yourself. So being kind to one another, um, being truthful. Um, it's Again, it's uh, um, being um, so not possessive. I mean, one of the things, letting go of the thing, materialistic things, um, being um, a little bit more disciplined to yourself, I suppose, um, how we are, how we compose ourselves, um yeah surrendering to this higher belief I mean these come into you basically I could go back so if I go back to like um the path of yoga it's called the eight limbs of yoga um it's the yamas niyamas it's your asana sorry so the the yamas are your ethical considerations and because some of them are what I just touched on there and your niyamas are your self-observances so um, that's things like uh, cleansiness, which is called saucha santosha, contentment, or tapas, aspiring cleansing, which is like a discipline. Um, Sadyahara, which is the study of the self and maybe the texts, if you wish to go down that route. Um, ishvara pranidhara, which is the devotion to the universe. And before that, so is your yama, the ethical principles. And this is called ahimsa, so it's non-harming or non-violence in in thoughts or words or deeds. Uh, satya, which is your truthfulness, how truthful you are to yourself and to one another. Astaya, which is non-stealing. Uh, Brahmacharya, which is um, things in moderation. And Paragaha, which is non-possessiveness or non-holding. So these all fall into your eight limbs. Then you've got your asanas, which I mentioned, so your postures, pranayama, which is your um, breath control, pratahara, which is your sense withdrawal, dharana, which is concentration, dhyana, which is meditation, and some uh, samadhi, which is either liberation or the the bliss that we reach at the end. And it's these eight limbs of yoga that form your whole yoga practice, whether you like to believe it or not believe it they all fall into what we were saying and what we're doing whether people want to follow that path or not it kind of comes that when you go down this route you start realizing that you're doing all this stuff without actually realizing so when you're practicing postures and you're breathing well that's the pranayama that's further down on the limbs that's like the fourth one uh the sense withdrawal well that's when you're in your shavasana at the end and you flick your fingers up so your fingertips aren't down on the earth you're withdrawing your senses you're starting to do all these little things again without realizing it subconsciously um y- your dhyana is your um, meditation or your dharana is the concentration we start to concentrate and then as we concentrate we reach meditation and the samadhi so these are that's your spiritual path but without whether you acknowledge it or not and all your yamas and your niyamas, Again, it's it's a choice where you want to say, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely follow this. I'm gonna I'm gonna be like you know kinder to myself, and I'm gonna um, be a little bit more truthful to myself." And but you, maybe it's more subconsciously that we do these things, and that's that's for me how I like to see the spiritual path feeding into people's practices, um, a commitment to your practice just by you guys showing showing up on your mat um you know um giving yourself time time and being kind to yourself um again ahimsa that all falls into so again whether you see it as a spiritual path you are naturally being kind to yourself you're looking after yourself so yeah it depends what you want to see i mean a lot of people again go into the stigma if you go down that route it's all hippie and it's all this and whatever but i think spirituality is a lightness it's uh It doesn't need to be so road mapped into, oh, okay, if you're spiritual, you must look like this. You must believe this. I don't believe in stigmas. I don't believe in just because I'm spiritual, I must be this. And just because I'm not spiritual, then I must be that. I still don't believe it. I think we have it all inside of us in some shape or form, whether we like to admit it or not. And I think the practice of yoga starts to release it a little bit more.
0: Wow. Brilliant. Did you get all that, Andy? I've got all that. Yeah, very much got all that. I don't think I got all the the different uh, phrases and the different uh, things of the eight. The it's eight.
2: An, it's another. It's another language. All the stuff. So that's why I tend not to go into it. But you yeah. know, this is when we talk about spirituality. It's again one of those things for me that you know the reason I don't go into it in how I personally teach is because it puts people off. And that's why I don't bang on about it. But it is part of the, and it goes down to what it is that I'm teaching that, yes, comes through in my teachings. It doesn't need to be always banged into people's faces because it is overwhelming. Mm. A spiritual belief is a higher belief and it's a thing that is something almost different for everyone. For some people, spirituality, it could be a God, it, it could be um, you know, just a, a, a likeness or following this other path which they feel that they're being led through, whatever that path may be. I think spirituality is something different for everyone. And again, it's yeah, for me it's it's a likeness in how you are and how you approach your day-to-day life, how you are to yourself, how you are with others. And it's something for me that's not taught. It comes through the practice of yoga when you start realizing actually I'm gonna be a little kinder to myself. I may not be able to do that pose, but I'm gonna let the ego go and I'm gonna I'm gonna do what's right for me. And you learn to listen to your body. And when you start being kinder on yourself without even realizing, then you're naturally kinder to others.
0: Nice. I'm I'm sold. Yeah, you're know. sold. <laughs> I'm gonna <to> join up. <laughs> she had me attacking.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's not tapas. as in it's <laughs> <that is> tapas. <laughs> oh, right. Okay, well, you know awesome. what tapas is? It's, it's fiery. It, 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 it's um, it's the fire inside of us. It's fiery cleansing, basically. Okay. And so, so yeah. So it's not like uh, uh it's not potato bravas. <laughs>
1: no no All Right. well listen and it, andy and if it's in- we need to do a uh a class and we need to record it and we need to get it out on social media we've been speaking about doing a recording let's
2: do it let's, let's do a calendar. live class it. It.
1: guys let's do it
0: i'd love to do a live class if you can you you're the instagram um guru now tommy so i'll i'll let you set that one up but i'm there mate i'm there
1: let's make it happen <laughs>
2: Let's make it happen, guys. As I said, it's about it's about giving things a go. For me, yoga is not about perfection. If you can just let the ego go and try it, and because that's all it is at the end of the day, why won't people rock up into a yoga into a yoga studio or onto their mat? It's nothing else other than their ego. Oh, I might not be very good at. It. Oh, I might be the only guy in the room. Oh, uh, everyone's going to be better than me. You're fighting with your own ego. You've got to let it go.
0: Um, do you want to hear my yoga jokes? Very, I've got a couple very quickly.
2: <laughs> let's go. Let's go. I don't think it was a question. That was more. Uh, I'm going to tell you my yoga joke. Whether you like it or not, Amy.
0: <laughs> what did the yogi? What did the yogi tell his dog?
2: I don't know. What did the yogi tell his dog?
0: Namaste. no um
2: that's bad
0: but okay what about this one okay you ready
2: yeah the second one's gonna be good
0: oh what are you saying um why does everyone why does everyone love a yoga teacher i don't know because they bend over backwards for you (laughs) hang
2: on i like that one
0: (laughs) Okay, last one. Why is it always easy to make an appointment with a yoga teacher?
2: Because they have time.
0: No, because they're just so flexible.
2: <laughs> God, these are bad. But <laughs> quite funny, quite funny in a weird way.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Right, I've, I'm done now. I've got nothing more to say oh uh, um
1: amy how do we find you if somebody wants to look you up or sort of you know explore yoga a little bit more how do we find you
2: thanks to me um, and take a little look at our website yogacollective.uk. uk. Um, and the website you can find this is my studio but you can also find information about me my background what it is i teach I also have an array of different teachers that teach me all authentic yogis all with something different to give and to um, bring to my studio. And like I said, I can't stress it enough. Not everyone will like the classes I teach or the way I teach. And that's why I have an array of different teachers at my studio. So um, you can literally try it. My studio, we also offer an introductory offer. It's dirt cheap. It's 20 pounds for 14 consecutive days of yoga. So this gives you guys and makes it accessible. You can try as many classes in this time and see what what ones you like. Um, Give everything a go. Try it.
0: Fantastic.
2: We're also Brilliant. on Instagram, I should have said, Instagram as well. So again, Instagram is Collective underscore UK. Look for the big black triangle. Excellent. That is right, Tommy.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know about you, Tommy, but that has given me a really good insight. It's good. It's given me a lot of inspiration yeah. to take up yoga myself. And I think anyone listening to this, who it has been a bit hesitant, hopefully that will give you the sort of impetus to at least give it a little go and um, try it out because the little bit that I've tried has been absolutely fantastic. So um, yeah, thanks a lot, Amy.
2: Thank you so much for having me, both you and uh, Tommy. It's been lovely to come on and talk all things that I love, which is uh, yoga. And um, I can't stress it enough. Yoga will get you out of your head. It's 60 minutes, 45 minutes. 90 minutes whatever you want of a moving meditation and um it it will settle the mind the aim of the yoga practice is to settle the mind and to release all that mind chatter so no matter what the physical it's all about finding stillness that's your yoga practice to find stillness well, excellent
1: what a great way to wind it thank you amy
2: thank you so thank much you, for having amy. me i appreciate it And guys. <laughs> Literally sign up. Let's get you doing some yoga.
0: (laughs) Yes. No excuses. Watch this this face. We'll do it. (laughs) Okay. Goodbye, everyone. We'll speak to you next time.
2: Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you.